if nothing is certain, then anything is possible. If anything is possible, this certainly is. If nothing is certain, then anything is possible. If anything is possible, this certainly is. My name is Mark Brown. Welcome to my paranormal reality. Dreams that stick. Dreams are often referred to as gateways to the beyond, and nobody completely understands them. If you've had overly vivid dreams that you never forgot, take a moment to focus on them again. You might be surprised at what may lay within them. This episode, Previous Owner, occurred spring 1996. In the past, I never knew how to classify this event, other than that I was having a series of bad dreams that literally came to a screaming halt one night when I freaked out in the middle of one of them. That doesn't do much to help clarify it, but that's the best I can do to describe it, other than to tell the story. It was a humorous story at first, and to some, that may be all this is. However, I've learned in recent years, ways to tell if a dream is more than just a dream. There are lucid dreams, which are ones that are extremely vivid, but also that the dreamer is aware that it is a dream. But there are other types of dreams that are described as extremely vivid that are not lucid dreams. That is where the interpretation of this dream takes on a very paranormal twist. But first, the story. This happened just before my wife and I married, which was in 1996. I had bought my first house, which was truly a fixer-upper. The original owner had died recently, and his son was handling his estate. The recently deceased owner had owned and was renting out three homes in the area, one of which had been his primary residence for several years. His son had no desire to be a landlord and put all three up for sale. My soon-to-be wife moved in with me, and we began to renovate the house. We ended up gutting most of the house, going through room after room and replacing the old lath and plaster with drywall. As we were working on the master bedroom, we decided to rip out the old closet and redesign the room, completely rearranging the layout. Coincidentally, it was about this time that I was contemplating asking her to marry me. Certainly, I was both stressed as well as exhausted from renovating the house while we both kept our full-time jobs. With that, it was not too shocking that I began having nightmares. What was a little unsettling, however, was the consistency of them. For several nights in a row, I had the same recurring dream. I was walking around in the house, and it was nighttime, much like it would have been had I been awake. However, each time I had a distinct feeling 
or better stated, knowledge, that someone else was in my home, and specifically that they were in the basement. In each dream, as I walked downstairs into the basement, far off in the distance, wildly out of proportion to the actual constraints of the house itself, in the way that only dreams allow, I could see a crazy-looking old man. He did not seem overly dangerous, but he seemed slightly deranged and very unkempt. Depending on the dream, there were either bizarre staircases or rickety paths leading over an empty void that should have been the floor of the basement that prevented me from directly reaching him. However, each dream resulted in me yelling at him that he needed to leave and that this was my house. Each time, I awoke feeling edgy and startled. Each dream had a bizarre crispness to it, and it had so much detail that it was almost overwhelming. The dreams ended when one night, when, as I was sleeping, I had the same feeling of confrontation, but do not truly remember if I was yet dreaming or not. Suddenly, there was a loud crash in the room outside of our bedroom. I jumped out of bed in a panic, not sure whether I was awake or asleep. I scrambled to the corner of the room, trying to find the light switch. My soon-to-be wife was awakened to me a cowering in the corner, fumbling for a light switch that didn't exist, and shrieking at the top of my lungs, sure that the crazy old man was coming in our bedroom to get me. My brain was still trying to process what the crash was, why I couldn't find the light, and most importantly, why I was still screaming. My wife, who luckily had not been having this dream, turned on the light and tried to figure out what was going on. I was barely coherent and barely able to explain what I thought was happening when she turned on the light in the next room. It seems that somehow during the night, probably by our overly curious cat Miley, the shelf on the office desk in that room had tipped over, sending my computer monitor crashing onto the floor. As we had left several moving boxes on the floor, the monitor crashed onto those boxes, giving me the belief that someone was stumbling into our bedroom. As we looked it over more, we realized that it, it almost had to have been the cat, climbing up on the desk to investigate, knocking over the monitor. Relieved, we had a good laugh. I chastised the cat, who, not surprising, was nowhere to be seen, and we went back to bed. I had not thought more about this, other than to tell it as a laugh about the time that I lost it and screamed like a little girl because a cat had scared me while I was sleeping. What made me decide that this may not have been a standard dream 
and something a little more paranormal was hearing and reading about interactions with ghosts and spirits. I learned that oftentimes ghosts speak to us easiest in our dream state. I also read that many times ghosts that remain in a location can oftentimes get upset when the living make renovations and change what was once familiar to them. Finally, I read that dreams involving spiritual contact are often more intense than normal dreams and may be remembered for long periods. After I discovered this final piece of knowledge, I had a sudden realization. The puzzle put itself together. My wife and I had purchased the home that was the previous owner's primary residence. We later were able to confirm this. We had begun to make renovations to his master bedroom and tore down the closet that was clearly handmade, which he had almost certainly constructed for his own use. The dreams that the old unkempt man appeared in were not only intense, but I can truly remember pieces of details to this day which was over 20 years ago. There are a few other dreams with which I can make this claim. Many people will maintain that our cat Miley and his overly curious nature were the cause of my girlish shrieks that night. However, I have come to believe that each of those nights I was actively seeking out the ghost of the previous owner, whom I had reason to believe still inhabited my house. Further, I was challenging him and demanding that he leave. I also believe that while Miley may have been the one that brought my monitor crashing down, he had an accomplice, and it was someone that wanted to see me scared, or perhaps wanted to leave with a bang. Regardless, supernatural or simply curious cat, I never again had the bizarre dreams, nor saw the crazy old man. There is so much I want to say about dreams, and yet, at the same time, I don't want to be just another asshole out there talking about, oh, aren't dreams weird? I mean, yeah, we all get it. Dreams are weird. But I think the thing that I want to ask is, what about the ones that are truly twisted in the way that they actually imprint on you? Really, really stick. That's what I meant by the uh, intro at the beginning of that, which is the uh, title chapter for this, Dreams That Stick. Um, this story being Previous Owner, Episode 7, in talking about dreams that stick. I think the thing to, to question are, not just was it weird, not just was it bizarre, but do you remember it years later? If you're old enough like me, decades later? I mean, holy shit, 
there are so many things that I cannot remember that happened decades ago. I mean, there are details that I remember about my wedding and and yet I somehow remember details of this dream that happened at the same time. That was 1996, people. 1996. If you're under 20, you weren't born yet. How fucked up is that? I still remember details of this dream. So that's the type of things that I'm asking about. Add on to that. I had the exact same dream several nights in a row. I I really don't get those. Some people talked about getting them all the time. I don't think that I... Well, let's put it this way. I'm in my late 40s. I'll let you do the math if you've heard the earlier episodes. And I can't ever recall having a recurring dream other than this one. So let's just stop there. Show of hands, who's had that type of dream? One that was repetitive and one that you can recall having 20 years later. All right. Now stop and think about your dream. Was there something that was interesting about that that you should have been paying attention to now? I mean, hell, you've had 20 years to think about it. I know after 20 years of thinking about this one, I've come to at least pattern match and put some pieces together that really seem to make sense. And that is that it seems that there are times and abilities for things to hold on. And I'm, I'm stumbling only because I'm trying not to use the word ghost specifically. Because, you know what, I've learned that I don't really know a whole lot on these things. But I can get some thoughts and some understandings and, uh, you know, try not to actually make beliefs because those are hard to break through, but at least try to get some way of piecing together what the hell is really going on here because most of the universe seems really ordered and seems to make sense. And then you have this shit and it makes you say, what the fuck? Glitch in the matrix? Uh, whatever. Whatever you want to call it, it's something. And this something, uh, I'm, for lack of a better term, I think I was interacting with a ghost. But I know for some of you, that's, well, just jumping a huge cliff. You know, I mean, you went from, you had some dream that repeated and because it repeated it stuck on you for decades later and all of a sudden ergo therefore it's a fucking ghost i know it doesn't work like that but when you start to say okay what was the deal a why was there 
someone hiding in the basement in my dream, if we want to do dream analysis here. Certainly, we can say, well, the point of the dream was confrontation, because at the end of it, I was confronting something, and I was yelling at it in each and every time, and the last time yelling so loud that I was literally shrieking and scaring my wife, soon-to-be wife, fiancé. The point being is that there was confrontation in the dream, and the confrontation was with some, let's just say some entity, whether it was a fictional entity made up in my mind that is supposed to subconsciously reflect my insecurities and my stress about the upcoming marriage. And, uh, you know, yeah, sure, that's certainly possible. I will give you that. So, is it just a stress-induced dream? Again, possible. But the timing to me was the thing that was most bizarre. And that was that it occurred when we started working on the master bedroom. And not knowing at the time that this was the person that had died's house. So he was an older man and it was his primary residence. If we do believe in ghosts, and let's just humor me for a moment. Let's say we do believe in ghosts. And we believe that at that point they're going to be tied to their house, which makes sense. It's their home. And how I mean, this even fits the Beetlejuice theory, right? They couldn't leave their home. So then if we think, okay, where would he want to live and reside? Of course, in his bedroom. The closet had clearly been hand-built. And as an extension in the bedroom. And so I could... I could easily see that if there is a ghost and he's wanting to reside in his primary home and then he's wanting to reside in the master bedroom and then along comes this young couple and starts tearing shit apart and literally tearing shit apart because it was old it was lath and plaster and, and I don't know if any of you are familiar with the term but believe me when you have those type of walls, you can tell. And when you start to do any work on them, they are a bitch. They are a complete nightmare. And we were basically all but gutting the house. And 
had been working on rooms at a time and we were working on the bedroom and it was only when we started working on the bedroom that I had these dreams and these were these were more than just dreams that I hate to be cliche but they were haunting they obviously have stuck with me since and there is there's a feeling that we all get and we absolutely know when you fucking know there is someone else in the house with you and that that fear that you have to be the one that steps up and challenges and says who the fuck is there what the fuck are you doing in my house and get the fuck out when you're that guy the adrenaline is rushing you're scared out of your wits and to then find that they are basically hiding in a corner in the most remote spot of the house being the basement the most shadowy spot of the house is uh is that the best way to put it certainly the darkest corner of the darkest corners right down in the basement far off in a corner this corner happened to be where the laundry area was and it was always chilled when we walked down there my wife absolutely hated doing the laundry because of where the laundry was located it was it was in basically this partitioned only room you know basically a shelf was put up and the furnace was there and those acted like almost walls slash door that you had to you know there was it wasn't like you had to squeeze between there was very very easy walkway but basically that's all that made the walls there and then there were the actual concrete walls of the foundation being a full basement house in Michigan and the washer and dryer were there and then as most Michigan basements there was the area for the sump pump and the drain for the washer and yada yada and that corner is almost always vacant and it's almost always in a deep dark corner of a Michigan basement and that was where I had to confront every single time in these dreams and what's was very interesting and it was even after these dreams the entire time that we lived in that house my wife never liked doing the laundry and could not stand the area 
we readdressed that in our redoing of the house. You know, we repainted the whole area and, you know, heavily primed the walls and then painted them down, made it look really nice, but we could never get over the creepy fucking feeling that we had down there. So when you when you start to look at all these different little pieces, recurring dreams, confrontation, confrontation in an area that is specifically the far-off dark corner, add on to that the weird rickety staircase or flooring it it varied from different time but in every time that uh, yeah here you go for any of you that are old enough to actually remember the true honest to god bugs bunny cartoons the ones on saturday mornings whenever bugs bunny was off with marvin the martian he was always off in the middle of space Able to breathe fine. It was awesome. Great being Bugs Bunny. And there are always these glass pathways that the Martian and his weird, fucked-up-looking Martian dudes, his thugs that always chased Bugs Bunny, they would all be running around on these glass pathways in the middle of an empty void of space. Well, replace those glass pathways with either rickety stairs uh, a la National Treasure style. Think of the worst rickety stairs that they had to construct or go through, and you got it. Those were the ones in my dream. Or more flat, Sometimes it was up and down in weird staircases, somewhat Escher-esque. I, I was always an Escher fan. But always with me at one level and seeing him far off in a, his own safe space, but obtainable but not by any means that was sane because he knew you're you, there was no way of trying you're gonna fall so I had to stand where I was and yell across the chasm that he needed to get the hell out he needed to leave so that was the other thing that hit me later on it really it, this was not something that during the time I thought was a ghost I really didn't the reason that it was so funny to us was I actually was laughing at the fact that the man from my dreams was trying to get me he he had come in from my dream like Freddy fucking Krueger and was coming through the house and literally thinking that the only thing that had saved my life 
was the fact that I had a bunch of boxes on the floor of stuff from our soon-to-be our office. So office supplies and things like that that we were setting up in the room right outside of our bedroom to be our office. you got to love startup companies. Holy crap. But digressing a little bit there, the point being is that I didn't really think that this was paranormal. I didn't think that this was a ghost until many, many years later. Really, until after 2008, when I started to look into the paranormal and say, okay, at the time, not really believing in the paranormal, but one in truly being a skeptic was a true skeptic. I mean, I am, I'm a scientist through and through. And if I can't reproduce it, I, I don't want to say it's proof. But on the other hand, there are some times that I have to clearly say, what the fuck? Science isn't explaining this very well for me. So being a scientist, I investigated, I studied, I started reading. And the fact that I don't have any hard scientific... uh, responsibilities, let's say. I mean, yeah, I have to be a logical person because I'm a computer programmer and I'm an entrepreneur, so I run my own business, which means, obviously, I've got to have my wits about me about that type of thing. But unlike, quote, quote, scientists, and I guess what I mean by that is published scientists, people with papers and colleagues that are also scientists that have reputations to worry about. Well, (laughs) I ain't that guy. And that allows me to actually read and pay attention to what people on, quote, quote, the fringe have to say about these things. And no offense, some of them I still think are nutters, but some of them Shit, it really seems to make sense. And those are the ones I pay attention to. I say, okay, well, let's test out some of those theories. That's what I've done later on. But that's one of them that I started to think back and say, you know what? This dream has been fucking bugging me that I can't get over it. Why? And in reading about dreams and reading that, I apologize, I don't remember which book I had uh, read that in. It might have been one of Michelle's, but I'm not positive. Um, They discussed the different intensity of dreams and... um, Noting how, you know, there are different types of dreams and how intense they get, how much you remember them. And that's when it started to discuss how ghostly encounters that happen in dreams are extremely vivid and are known to uh, stick with you for a while. 
So let's say knowing this was at least 2008 that I had remade this realization possibly as late as 2009 and the dream had happened in 96. That was 13 years later. And I still remembered it then very clearly. And so I had to start asking myself, well, what was it about the dream that I remembered and why? And that's when we realized, you know, we did find out later on that that was the guy's house. He had three houses. He rented them all three out. And we didn't, and I don't remember where he was, like in a convalescent home or something of that sort when he died. Um, but the point being is, is out of the three, we, we were the lucky winners of the house that he owned. So door A, B, or C, we chose door B, and that was the one. So realizing that, yeah, there is that coincidence and knowing that it fit the formula, I guess all I can say is it was, well, that tested positive. Maybe I should look at some other dreams. And I did. And that's going to be in the next episode called Penguin Kids. I think I've said enough about dreams for tonight. So with that, I will ask you, have you had any dreams that have haunted you for years and years? Well, think about it some more. I'm not going to try and purport one way or another of something as paranormal I just want people to think because I think that there's a whole lot of people living their lives just living it and not really stopping to think about things. And that's too bad because there is a lot of shit out there to be experienced and to think about. So think about that. And have a good night. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to go to iTunes, give us a review. I'd really appreciate it. It really helps us, and it helps spread the word. So share us on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Hit us with a tweet. My underscore paranormal. Facebook, my paranormal reality. Take care.